You are now listening to the D&D podcast, Dragons on J Street. Let's roll. Hello, Dragons on J Street listeners. It's Kevin here. As you might know, I am the producer, editor, and usually a player in the D&D adventures of this podcast. And Dungeon Master in a few instances. As COVID-19 continues to disrupt all social gatherings with lockdowns and social distancing, our group of players have found it extremely difficult to set up a digital D&D session. From ensuring all of the members have a stable internet connection, setting up the appropriate recording equipment slash software, working with a digital D&D tabletop, and scheduling a time where we're all available to continue our adventures have been all factors which prevent us from recording new episodes. Also, the ambience of playing together under the same roof hinders our role-playing, making it much more difficult to dive into the world we built together in our minds. It's been decided to wait until the pandemic has been addressed and it is safe again to visit with one another before recording more episodes. But in the meantime, I came up with a substitute Dungeons & Dragons-esque idea, one that I've been eager to try out. If you knew me, you'd know how interested I get in new technologies and machine learning with brilliant algorithms. Algorithms that can improve efficiency for helping us in tasks or exploring something much more complex and elaborate, like recreating the human imagination. Yes, you heard me right, a machine learning AI which can create written fantasy content similar to that of a human. And so, with this, AI, an app was created to facilitate individual Dungeons & Dragon adventures with all that is required is just one human and one smartphone. This is the Dungeon AI Chronicles. Prior to starting this new adventure, I had created a character long ago that I was hoping to play in a new campaign or a one-shot adventure. So, with this new opportunity, I think it's time to finally introduce you guys to Gimbal Blumenfeld. Gimbal is a gnome, particularly he is a forest gnome. His class is that of a rogue. His background is a criminal blackmailer, and his alignment, though I don't really go by alignments, is chaotic neutral. But it'll change from situation to situation with Gimbal. Gimbal is right now carrying a short sword, a short bow, and a dagger, all starting equipment for his rogue class. He has minor illusion, and he also has speak with small beasts. He also carries thieves tools and a burglar's pack. Now to go through some of his personal traits. The first thing that Gimbal does in a new place is he notes the location of everything valuable or where things will be hidden. His ideals are freedom. He cherishes freedom and thinks that chains are meant to be broken, as are those who forge them. As for bonds, he will become the greatest thief that ever lived. And that is his ultimate goal. And finally for flaws, greed is a large part in Gimbal's character as he's always trying to find the most valuable object and take it. Not to mention he lies constantly 
you'll never know what is true and what is a lie that comes out of Gimbal's mouth. And with that, I'm going to leave a little bit of the rest of Gimbal's past and his story, which I've written quite a bit of for the imagination. Maybe I might indulge you guys with a little bit more of his history later on in the adventure, but I think this is enough, and I think it's time to dive into this new fantasy world created by artificial intelligence. So let's see what happens to Gimbal. We enter Dungeon AI. We put in our information for Gimbal. It says you are a rogue halfling named Gimbal Blumenfeld. We're really a gnome, but unfortunately we can only put halfling. You are in search for a quest to the kingdom of Evalor. You enter a nearby tavern in the middle of a forest. The tavern is rather run down and filled with dwarves. You order a drink and get to know some of the dwarves. You turn to one of the dwarves in the tavern and ask if there are any rumors. One of the dwarves tells you about sightings of a dragon in the area. That's no dragon, Gimple says. Of course it is, the dwarf says. You ask him if it has been terrorizing any peasants who might have sighted the dragon first. The dwarf tells you that it is a fork-beard dragon, which has lived in the area for countless centuries. It prefers to stay hidden, but will fly away if it feels threatened. Gimbal asks if the dragon is known to hoard treasure, and if it would be worth plundering. The dwarf laughs and says that the dragon doesn't bother with treasure, and to just stay out of its way. You finish your drink and ask the bartender where the closest brothel in town is. Now, I don't think Gimbal would have done this, but the dungeon master did uh, persuade Gimbal to say this. You say, I want to find a quest worthy of my skills and with great rewards of treasure. Much to Gimbal's delight. Would the brothel have people interested in helping one of these, finding one of these quests? The bartender tells you that the brothel has no jobs for now, but that you could come back in a few days. Gimbal says, is there anyone in town looking for help in a quest? It could be the smallest of tasks. I'm just looking for adventure. After several days have passed, the bartender comes back to the same table he saw you at before and says that one of the ladies would love to hear about your quest. Funny enough, it sounds like Gimbal has just been hanging out in this bar and just uh, losing a little bit of his gold right now. So when I started this adventure, I gave Gimbo all the starting items. Uh, he knows common and gnomish, but he has a bunch of other items. Like his burglar pack has ball bearings, he has candles, a hammer, leather armor, his thief's tools, he has a small file, lockpick. But I also started with a roll of 115 gold. So let's say for the several days that we spent here, we used 10 gold pieces. So I will subtract that, and now we're at 105 uh, for staying at this tavern, probably ordering food and uh, booking a room, and we'll continue with this journey. Gimbal asks, where can I meet this lady, and what is her name? The bartender points to a buxom blonde woman who smiles at you warmly. You meander over towards the woman. Why, hello there, the barmaid says. Hello, Gimbal replies. Gimbal says, what is your name, fair lady? I am Gimbal Blumenfeld, and I am in search for a worthy quest filled with adventure. The barmaid says her name is Heather. I was wondering if you could have any tasks for me, Gimbal says. Hmm, let me think, she says. You say, 
any task would be worthwhile. I am ready for any assignment. I will help in any way possible. Heather gets a strange look on her face, but asks you questions about yourself. How old are you? She asks. I am 19 next year, Gimble replies, though this isn't the truth. Gimble says, but I have much experience from living in the streets of the grand city of children. No task is too great for you. Fair Gimble. Heather laughs at your boastful statement. She then asks you about some of the tasks you've done. How did you get that scar on your face? She asks. Or the one by your eye? Gimble says, I spent a lot of time earlier in my life getting in trouble with the law. I got one too many of these scars on my face from the guards who caught me and would try to teach me a lesson afterwards. The one on my eye was a more serious situation. I was ambushed by a gang and barely escaped with my life. This scar is to remind me of that night. Heather blushes and asks you more questions. What about the scar by your shoulder, she asks. Gimble says, that was from an orc raid. They attacked a small village I was staying at and the whole town had to fend them off. Heather's eyes widen and she's now looking at you with interest. Gimble says, have you ever been in danger or experienced an orc's rage? Heather says, once, when I was assigned there, I had a few incidents with the local. Gimble says, I'm sorry to hear that. It must have been very painful to talk about. Do you live here alone? No, Heather replies. I live with my mother, but she's out looking for a job right now. What about you? Are you here alone? Yes, Gimble replies. Oh. Gimble says, I used to belong to a group. Unfortunately, we were ambushed and separated. I have not seen them in a long time, and I miss them greatly. Heather starts to say something, but stops. So, you said he used to work at an inn, she asks? Uh, yes, I, I think so, Gimble replies. Well, it was nice talking to you, Gimble. Gimble says, wait, before you go, Heather, might you help me find a group or a quest? I need to feel like I'm moving forward to find my friends again, please. Heather smiles and asks you about what you were doing earlier that day. You mentioned the jacks, horses, and strange men. Uh, this, this is coming from Dungeon AI, so I don't know where the Dungeon Master is going with this. She sends, says it sounds like a job for her. Gimble replies, great, I'll meet you outside the tavern at noon. Let me know if you need anything and I can grab it along the way. Heather nods and runs off before you can even say goodbye. Gimble spends the rest of his day in the tavern, playing cards with the dwarves. It was a very fun time, despite his dire situation. Gimble finishes his card game with the dwarves and politely excuses himself. He walks outside the tavern and searches for a weapon shop. He asks several of the shopkeepers if they sell bows, but most of them look at him like he's insane, and tell him that they sell only swords, axes, and maces. Gimbal asks, how much for one of your short swords? The shopkeeper frowns and says that they cost five gold coins, but you can have one of the less expensive daggers for three coins. You walk away from the shopkeeper and out of the village. Uh, so the, the dungeon master is kind of prodding me away, but uh, I asked again, and it, I, I asked Gimbal to buy one short sword and one dagger. 
So I've spent another eight gold and I should be at 98. Uh, no, 97 gold right now, now. Afterwards, Gimbal walks outside the town in search for an apple tree. He walks slowly around the village and looks for somewhere with lots of trees. After a few minutes of searching, he finds an apple tree that is wide enough for him to climb. Gimbal climbs the tree nimbly and tries to pick a dozen good-looking apples. He climbs the tree as fast as he can and tries to pick as many apples as he can. Unfortunately, the branches are so weak that several of them snap under his weight. Gimbal looks on the ground around the tree for a decent apples that might have fallen to the ground. He finds two apples that seem alright to eat and puts them in his pack. He climbs down the tree and heads towards the mountains. Gimbal starts to forage along the path for wild berries and mushrooms. Gimbal again passed by several small woodland creatures and plants. One plant, which looks to be a type of green tea, catches his eye. He picks a few leaves with the intention of making a late night beverage. Gimbal then remembers his meeting with Heather and starts to run back into town to meet her in front of the tavern. When Gimbal arrives, he is out of breath and he takes a seat at a table inside. He looks over to see Heather sitting with a man. Gimbal whispers to himself, Heather, who is this man? Is he the one with the quest? Heather looks at you and realizes that you saw her meeting. She jumps up and says that she will be back in a moment and leaves the man at the table. She then whispers to Gimbal, You order a couple of ales for myself and yourself from the waiter. So, afterwards, you beckon her to sit down and tell her what's and ask her what's going on. Heather sits down and tells you that the man is a doctor from a nearby town. He heard on the news of her situation and agreed to help her get back home for a small fee. Gimbal asks, that's great, but wait, I thought your mother lives in town. How much is the fee? And do you have enough to cover it? Heather looks like she's going to cry and she shakes her head. The doctor arrives with two drinks on a tray and you don't take your eyes off of him until he leaves. Gimbal says, Heather, be honest with me. What is going on? Heather gulps down her drink and begins to speak. She tells you that she was looking for a bandage more than anything else. Gimbal asks, why do you need a bandage? Are you hurt? And why are you separated from your family? Heather begins to cry again, and it is hard to understand. She says that she wants to go home and asks if you have any water. You look around and see a waiter walking towards you. Gimbal asks the waiter to grab a pitcher of water as quickly as possible and you try to comfort Heather and see if she will speak more on her situation with her family. The waiter nods and disappears into the tavern. After a few minutes, he returns with the water and leaves. Heather eagerly drinks the water and asks you if you know where the nearest apothecary shop is. Gimbal replies, I think I do. It's in the next town over. Do you need me to go over there? Heather nods and you set out towards the next town. The trip is mostly uneventful. Heather keeps drinking the water when she can and you head towards the shop when you see a sign in the distance. Gimbal proceeds with caution as he approaches the sign. He asks Heather about the intentions of the doctor, if he seemed like a good individual. 
Heather's eyes light up and she points to the sign. The sign says that Karn's general store is having a sale of its wares. Gimbal walks inside the general store and asks Heather if she sees any of the items that she needs. As you walk in and look around, the store is large, but you don't see any bandages. Gimbal walks up to the counter and asks the store owner if they have any bandages. He asks where he can find bandages. He looks up from behind the counter and says that they are on the second floor under medical supplies. Gimbal nods and walks up to the second floor. He glances around the second floor for the bandages mentioned. And then he walks up to the third floor and glances some more. Then Gimbal finally sees a box marked bandages and first aid supplies. But as you look through, you don't find what you're looking for. Gimbal then grabs one of the boxes marked bandages and opens it up. He waves to Heather to come over and look inside. You grab a box of bandages and wave her over again. She comes over and looks inside. Gimbal pulls out some of the bandages and asks if these would help. Heather nods and says that the doctor did say that the wrappings should help with the pain. You take out a few packages of bandages and hand them to Heather. Gimbal says, I can pay for these. It would be no trouble. I made a little coin before I came here into town. Heather nods at your kind offer and tears start to come to her eyes again. You're about to give Heather the remainder of the bandages when you hear somebody yell, THIEF! Gimbal says out loud, No, no, we're just, we're just looking for bandages. I have the money to pay for them. Gimbal turns around to see three men chasing him. One of them is the owner of the store. The men chase, chase you out of the store and through the streets of Karn. Gimbal grabs the bandages in one hand and Heather's hand in the other before being chased out. He runs towards the town where the doctor is waiting at the tavern. He quickly runs outside and sees Heather sitting down. But the owner of this store comes walking out of the store. The man runs up to you and in a raised voice he says, Thief! I've been robbed! You grab Heather's arm and start running into the forest to lose the man chasing you. Gimbal takes Heather and they run into the forest together. The owner of the store chases after Gimbal, screaming thief the whole time. Gimbal quickly loses him amongst the trees. After Gimbal no longer hears the man, he stops running to catch his breath. Gimbal then hands Heather the bandages she needs. Heather brightens up and she gets the bandages and thanks you. She, te she tears them open and makes sure that they're the right ones. Gimbal asks, are these the right bandages, Heather? Heather says, yes, that they are the ones that she needs and she thanks you so much. She then notices that you are out of breath and asks if you're all right. Gimbal replies, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just a little spooked that those people would, would, would think I would steal. Maybe we should return to the tavern? Heather says that, yes, this is a good idea. We should go back to the tavern. She stands up and offers her hand to Gimbal. Gimbal takes her hand and stands up, and the two of them begin to walk back to the tavern. Gimbal says, have you ever been accused of stealing like that before? I'm worried the people around here are quite aggressive. Heather says that she's heard about people in Karn being quite aggressive towards others, but she doesn't think it would be a problem. You and her arrive at the tavern and walk inside. 
Once inside, Gimbal says, You said that the doctor that you were with before can help with these bandages. Do you see him? Heather looks around and doesn't see him. She motions for you to follow her outside. The two of you walk up to the, to the doctor and ask him if he is available. Gimbal approaches the doctor and says, Hello, doctor. My name is Gimbal. I'm a new friend of Heather here, and I helped her gather those bandages needed. The doctor turns around and frowns when he sees you. What? He asks. You turn to Heather and whisper, This is the right doctor that you said would help you, right? Heather nods, and she asks the doctor what he's doing. The doc says he's free in a few minutes, and then motions for you to come over. Heather follows. Gimbal follows both Heather and the doctor. Gimbal follows them both into the doctor's living quarters. Inside, you see a woman with light brown hair pulled back in her ribbon and is wearing a white coat like a doctor. You ask, so why do you need these bandages? Heather explains to the doctor that you had been gathering the bandages while hunting with your friend and that she couldn't get them because her hand was hurt. The doctor then nods. Gimbal, a little confused, asks, So, doctor, are you able to help Heather's hand? Also, what is the fee here you are requesting to take Heather back to her family? Sure, I, I can take care of the hand after I'm done with you, the doctor says. Heather gasps. What? You can't do that to me, she says. Gimbal says, What do you mean, get done with you? The doctor says that when he helped you earlier, he used a combination of supplies he had on hand, but you want the job done right, he will need to get some bandages from the trading post. Gimbal, furious, asks back, but won't these bandages that we gathered for Heather be enough for her hand? The doctor says no, because just gathering the bandages will not solve the problem. He tells you to gather the rest since it shouldn't take very long. Gimbal then turns to Heather. Okay, but should Heather accompany me? Heather says that it isn't necessary. She had already thanked you and needs no reward. You're about to disagree when the doctor cuts in. I insist that she accompanies you. So, you begin making your way to the trading post with Heather. On the way, Gimbal asks, What was that back there? I thought you were we were starting to become friends. Why don't you want to join me? Heather doesn't answer right away and asks if you have gotten a shot before. You look puzzled. Gimbal says no. Heather tells Gimbal that the doctor didn't give her any medicine before he did his procedures. Gimbal asks, what were his procedures? Heather explains that the doc is a quack and that he cannot be trusted. You then ask, then why are we going to gather these bandages if he can't help? Heather, why don't I take you to your family myself. I can help defend you and help get you out there. Gimbal then says, if you grab your stuff and tell me where they are, I can travel with you. I'm quite good at locating people. It would be great adventure. Heather seems a little happier, then asks you to grab her satchel. Gimbal heads towards Heather's living quarters to pick up her satchel with her belongings. He walks into Heather's room and searches for her bag. He finds it under her bed quickly and then returns with it. Heather looks in and smiles. Thanks, she says. 
Gimbal then asks, Okay, so where is your family? We can start our journey today to find them. Heather says that she doesn't have any family, and her story is that she ran she ran away from the orphanage by herself, but she was trying to reach a relative that she once knew, but never made it. Looking a little puzzled, Gimbal asks, So what is the name of this relative, and where are they living? I don't know. I ran out of the orphanage in a panic, and I didn't stop to ask questions or get any information. Gimbal raises an eyebrow and gets exasperated. This might be harder than anticipated. Do you have any clues, any ideas where this relative might be? Also, how is this relative related to you? Are they an aunt, a grandparent, or maybe even a cousin? I don't know. All I know is that she's female, and she has a fondness for, well, it's going to sound embarrassing, but snakes. Snakes? Oh. Gimbal bites his lip a bit. Do you know if there's a town or city known to have many uh, snakes nearby? No, I don't. But that's not the problem. Heather looks down a bit. And so Gimbal puts his hand on her shoulder to comfort her. She looks up and gives you a small smile. So what is the problem then? The problem is that I don't know where to go or what to do. I'm lost. Gimbal then replies, You might be lost, Heather, but you're not alone. I'm with you, and I promise I will do whatever it takes in my power to get you to your relatives. Heather gives you a small smile and says, Thanks. All right, let's gather your belongings. You can tell me the rest of your story on the way where you think this relative might live. You look in the bag a bit. Together, you collect the rest of Heather's belongings and leave town. Before you go completely, you try and find a patron walking by to ask for directions. Gimbal searches the street for a kind stranger in front of the tavern to ask for directions. He walks up to a man and asks for directions. He says he knows where the nearest snake doctor is, but unfortunately it's in another city. You're not really sure which city. Kimball asks, what is the name of the city that this snake doctor lives in? Sevilla. Okay, and, and do you by chance happen to know the name of the doctor? Uh, I, I can't really remember, man. Uh, you'll, you'll have to ask somebody else. You run back to Heather and say, I think I just got our first clue. In the city of Sevilla, there is a rumor of a snake doctor. Let's head off to Sevilla. Heather seems interested in what you have to say. That's great. Where is it? She asks. It's in Sevilla. I, 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 I don't know. I've, I've never been there myself. Could you look in your satchel for a map? Check your map and see how far the city is from us and which direction we should be heading off in. Heather peers inside her bag and pulls out her map. She spreads it across her knees and looks to where you currently are located compared to where Sevilla is located. She marks a spot with her fingers and says... Oh, it's about 10 or so miles. We need to walk there or take a horse if we have the coin. Got any horses? Uh, no, I don't have any horses, but that doesn't seem too far. Uh, what direction should we head in? Well, we could go through the desert or we can go through the hills to the city. Or we can go through the hills and then there's another path through the desert to get there even quicker. Let's take the quicker route. We can make it there before sundown. All right, let's go. 
Suddenly, Gimbal's stomach starts to grumble as you think about the cold meat you had in your stomach last night at the tavern. You realize that you're going to have to eat something before you continue. Gimbal then grabs the apples from his bag that he collected earlier that day. He offers one to Heather and begins to eat the other as you start to walk in the direction of the city of Sevilla. Hey, wait, where are you going? Heather says as you begin to eat the apple. I'm going for a snack. I'm, I'm, I'm really hungry. Heather, you, you can eat and walk. Come on. Gimbal continues eating and then quickly starts heading over ahead of Heather to make sure they have enough time to eat their snack before they walk any further. Together, they head towards the hills and observe their surroundings. Gimbal and Heather walk slowly, taking in the sights of the desert. It's a very pretty view, despite the fact that you're walking through it. Do you think we'll ever reach the city? Yes, as long as we don't have any trouble along the way. What do you think happened to the original settlers? Heather asks. Hard to say. With all the undead wandering around, maybe they just got eaten. That's a shame, I suppose. You never know. Maybe they lived long lives, had large families, enjoyed the lands that surrounded the city. But you never know. Hey, how long have we been walking? And there we will end our first episode of AI Dungeon Chronicles. I have been Kevin. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode of Dungeon AI. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. The great thing about this adventure is that it is so fluid with the AI. There's sometimes some weird glitches, as you guys have probably noticed within the story. But a lot of it can change quite quickly. And there's a lot of customization on my part in order in order to change the story. So if you guys are interested to have Gimbal set out on another quest or perform a certain action, I'd love to hear it. If you guys would use the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag Dragons on J Street, and type in whatever you'd like Gimbal to do, I will try my best to put it into the next episode of Dungeon AI Chronicles. And we'll see if we can put it in and it might not be Gimbal who performs the task. It might be one of the friends he meets along the way. It might be Heather or it might be uh, somebody new. But I'd love to get some participation from you guys, the listeners. Uh, please let me know how you like this podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, or on Spotify. We'd love to hear any sort of feedback. I've been Kevin, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. See you then. Ciao.